0: All right, my name is Perry Jeffries. Uh, Welcome to uh, this episode of Prophetology, and um, we've been for the past uh, couple days here um, been doing a segment on you know kind of just doing our part with respect to doing a segment called you know the Coronavirus Survival Kit series. And today we're discussing stock market investing during the crisis, which I'm expecting this to be a really really good conversation. So usually with this, uh, I start off with just a quick uh, uh, intro about what we're going to be discussing and also to why we're doing this. But uh, quite frankly, the reason we're doing this is because I've been getting uh, a fair amount of phone calls, texts and messages from uh, individuals with questions about what in the world to do with their uh, monies, their finances uh, during this uh, crisis that we're dealing with. So I thought, you know what? Let's go ahead and um, do a call and, and and discuss this whole piece. So, welcome. Uh, so, what I want you guys to do, uh, I'm going to go through a very, very short presentation, but what I want you to do is please write your questions in the comment section. I would do my absolute best to try to answer everything for you uh, before I leave today. Okay. So, with that being said, um, I usually don't go through this, but I think it's important that I share it with you. So first, we're going to start off with just learning a little bit about me. Uh, keep in mind, y'all, this is not about me. But a lot of times, we tend to get advice from individuals who are not experts, uh, who don't do this for a living, and a lot of, and I realize as well that most individuals do not have a financial advisor that they can reach out to and touch and talk to and get insight and direction from. So I'm just gonna go through a little bit about my background here and then we'll get into answering some questions. So while I'm doing this, please type any questions that you have in the comments. So to get started here, who's this Perry Jeffries dude? So if you don't know me, uh, my name is Perry Jeffries third, and I'm gonna go through a little bit of my background here. So I have 17 years experience in the financial service industry. I've held positions with three Fortune 500 companies. I've also held a Series 7 license, a Series 66 license, and a life, health, and annuities license. For those who aren't familiar with the Series 7, the Series 7 is a securities license, uh, most commonly known as a stockbroker. Um, if you're not familiar with a Series 66, that is your investment advisory license. Uh, allows you to do fee-based uh, investment advisory and, and um, uh, provide um, you know, direction and, and uh, advice for individuals across the country, and then also to have a life, health, and annuities license. So for most of my career, I have been a duly licensed financial advisor, fully licensed. I've passed the CRPC, which is the Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor designation through the College of Financial Planning. By, so via that uh, designation, um, I was um, deemed to be a financial planning expert with respects to retirement planning for individuals. I also have a CPFA, so a certified plan fiduciary advisor, which in that particular space means that I'm an expert when it comes to dealing with business Retirement plans. And also to um, a certified Profit First Professional um, and also to uh, Ride in the Grind Ambassador with the Damon John. And I've managed over $80 million of client assets through my lifetime. My degree is in math and biology. I've advised through two market crashes, but I've been involved in three of them. So from 2000 and 2003, uh, the dot com bubble, 2007 and 2009, the real estate and st- uh, real estate and stock market crash, and obviously what we're doing dealing with right now with respect to a coronavirus. Okay, and that is all I'm going to share about me. So the reason I went through this short exercise here is because I wanted to just get, make sure we were crystal clear that you're not dealing with somebody who just decided to jump on Facebook and talk about stocks. You are dealing with a industry veteran and expert in this particular space. And normally I don't flex that hard uh, when going through my designations, but I think this is too important not to share my background, and who I am and my level of expertise. So with that being said, y'all, we wanted to uh, get on here and have a conversation around investing, you know what I'm saying, uh, in the stock market during this crisis because there are some individuals who are currently invested, there are some individuals who are thinking about investing and you have questions. So what I want to do here is just open this up to see what kind of questions that y'all have. Cause I want to make sure that I'm able to address as many of those questions as humanly possible, but let's get started with this piece right here. While we're waiting for some questions to come in, please type those questions in. So here recently I've been receiving a ton of text messages, Facebook messages, Facebook messages, Uh, emails, things of that nature. And I'm getting them from one of two places. So I obviously have my clients who are reaching out to me. And then I have nine clients who are reaching out to me. And the conversations are totally different. They're almost bipolar. Um, So my clients who are reaching out to me all have written holistic financial plans. And let me say that again, written holistic financial plans. So these individuals, my clients who are reaching out to me aren't reaching out to me because they're scared or they're panicking, whatnot. They're reaching out to me because their plans have already already been built and put in place to weather these type of storms because we've already separate dollars into different buckets, now, soon and later on buckets. But they're trying to uh, uh, have a conversation around, hey, how can we capitalize on this? But they're not panicking. And then I have individuals who are reaching out to me who are not clients who do not have financial plans, who are asking a ton of different questions. Oh my God, Perry, what should I do? What should I do with my 401k? Should I, should I close it? Should I, uh, sell out of it? Oh, you know, uh, I'm getting hit with, Hey, the market's down. Should I invest and whatnot? So the conversation is just totally different. So for the people who are reaching out to me who are not clients, the conversation usually goes like this. They reach out and say, Hey Perry, man, uh. I know, you know, about stocks, but not what's a good stock for me to invest in. And my original, my uh, 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 original response typically is, well, what are you currently invested in? And if they tell me, no, that is immediately is a red flag. So why are you looking to invest now versus not being invested over the past one, five, 10, 15, 20, some years? Why are you looking to invest now? Because from when my clients reach out to me and they say, Hey, how do we take advantage of this market? It's an easy conversation. We're already invested. So if we owned a stock and let's say that stock was at hundred dollars when we bought it, and now it's uh, uh, trading at 70, 60, $50. Dollars. If we liked it at a hundred, we should love it at 50 or 60 or 70 because we bought a company because it was a solid company. And if this value, if this, if the stock price is down because of the crisis, did that change the fact that it was a solid company we bought it in the first place? More than likely, no. So that's an easy conversation to have. But for individuals who are looking to get invested in the market, the first thing I'm going to tell them to do is before you invest a dime, invest in a financial plan. Now, this is probably not what a lot of people wanted to hear, but I'm going to give it to you truthfully And honestly, so y'all can get your heads wrapped around this. There are some things that need to happen before you start putting money into the stock market. First of all, you know what I'm saying? And when I say financial plan, a lot of people don't understand what that is. I'm going to do a whole nother call on this, but a financial plan should consist of six components, cash management and budget. It should consist of risk management, which is going to be your uh, life insurance, health insurance, things of that nature. It's going to consist of investing, which not necessarily is, you know, doesn't have to necessarily be the stock market, but we'll focus on that today. Retirement planning, notice investing and retirement planning are not the same thing. Tax optimization, because your tax bill is always going to be one of the largest bills you're always going to have to deal with, regardless if you're retired or not. And then estate planning. So if you don't have a document, or a plan that addresses all six of those, that's the first place you should start before you even think about investing. So let's go through those steps again because they're in order for a reason. First, your cash management and your budget. If you don't have reserves set up, don't think about investing. So a lot of people have lost their jobs, a lot of people have lost their income, a lot of business owners' revenues are being cut down and trimmed down or completely eliminated, whatever the case may be. Do not think about investing unless you have reserves first and foremost. And it's not because I'm being a jerk or anything, but here's the fact of the matter. If you don't have reserves and you put your money into the stock market and then something comes up and you need to pull your money out, then you're not pulling the money out when you want to. You're pulling the money out because you need to, and you may actually be pulling out at a loss. So if you don't have reserves, don't call nobody asking what's a good stock. If you don't have one, two, three, four, five, six months of your expenses set aside in savings and cash, you should not be considering investing right now. So investing ain't for everybody. I don't care if the stock market is trading at a 50% discount. It ain't for you right now. Second piece We talked about, you know what I'm saying? So we talked about the six steps. We're only going to cover the first three because I'm going to limit to that today. The second piece piece, is your risk management. So I'm talking about your life insurance, your health insurance, you know, a potentially disability insurance. But let's just stop at life insurance. Before you call me up or anybody else talking about I want to invest $100 in a stock market, you better have some life insurance. How dare you? Think about investing in the stock market because you think it's a good time to get a quick flip on your money. Like literally, I've, I've, I've got a phone call from somebody who said, "Hey, I got ten thousand dollars. I'm trying to flip it. What should I put it in?" Well, do you have savings? Well, this is all my savings. Okay, do you do you need this money in time soon? Well, yeah, I got a kid coming. So you got a kid coming in three to four months. And you're worried about trying to flip your money in the stock market, which is extremely volatile and right now more volatile than probably we've ever seen before. And you don't have life insurance to if something should happen to you. So that hundred dollars that you was going, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever the case may be that you want to put into the stock market because you're trying to get a quick flip flip because you think this is the uh, uh, the lottery could have bought you some life insurance so that if something should happen to you, ch- happen to you, your family, your wife, and everybody is taken care of. So a couple things before we even get into stock market investing. Don't, stock market investing is not for you. If one, you don't have reserves, cash reserves, because all that's gonna happen is you're gonna go back and sell that money out of, the, out, out of that investment because you don't have cash reserves. And two, if you don't have life insurance, to protect you, your family, and your children, please don't call me and ask me anything about stocks. Okay, so let's just get that out the way. So I'm done fussing right now, but I think that's important. That's it. That's important for me to uh, uh, share with you here. So next thing I have here for you. Uh, boom, 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 boom. And hey, y'all, like I said, please, please, please type in questions because I don't want this to be a lecture. I want this to be a conversation. I want to make sure I answer most of you all questions here. All right, got that out the way. Uh, Next thing here, please take in investment advice from your friends on Facebook. If they can't show you licenses, designations like I did previously, or even if they're not licensed or because I'm not saying that you have to be licensed or have certifications and designations to be an expert. If you have a track record of showing success and, and, and generating results, then by my standard, you're an expert. So before you start taking advice from those folks, ask to see their portfolio, ask to see what type of returns they've had, right? And ask them what their financial plan consists of. If they can't answer those or they can't provide you with that information and, and show where they've done it, not only for themselves, but also for other people, but then please stop taking their advice. It's, it's hurting y'all. It's hurting all of us. I see people on posting all this, hey, just go to so-and-so on Instagram. They give uh, uh, advice all the time. No they're not giving you advice, they're providing you with information because there's a difference between advice and information. So I'll go through that here real quickly while we're waiting for some more questions to come in. So you have opinions, everybody has one. I take opinions, especially when it comes to wealth management, creation, finance, and stock market investing. I take opinions, I throw those in the trash. Your opinions mean nothing because your opinion is based upon your personal experience with something, and then you have what we call information. A lot of so you can go to YouTube and get information. You can go to Google and get information because your information that you're getting is hopefully based upon some factual data, right? Right. So there are some things that's just facts, okay? And then you have advice. Advice is when you receive information from an expert who has proven results in a particular area. That's what advice is. And advice is customized to your situation. So when I see, excuse me, people on here saying, hey, the stock market is down. You know what I'm saying? You should be investing. Really? So the person who has no savings, a life insurance should be investing. Stop that shit. That shit, is, that shit is horrible. Stop doing that. You're hurting people. So again, opinions, throw them in the trash. Information, you need to get this information because when you when people have a lot of questions about the stock market or investments or finances in general, it's because it's a language barrier. You haven't learned the language of finance yet. When people uh, are dealing with money, it's a certain language, but it's like that for any industry. If I had a bunch of doctors in here and they were talking, they would be speaking in a language that I'd be like, whoa, what are y'all talking about? One of the reasons there's so much confusion over this whole coronavirus piece, right? But in uh, uh Uh, Finance has its own language as well. So, the information is good to get so you can start getting accustomed to the language. But, advice stop taking that shit from people on Facebook and Instagram because they're not providing you advice. They're providing you with information. Then it's a matter of taking that information and getting it customized for your particular need because everybody's situation is 100% totally different. Okay. All right. So, let me see here. Do we have any questions on here yet? Okay. No questions, y'all. I'm looking for questions. I'm looking for questions. I'll keep talking here and I'll give you guys a little bit more time to get some more questions on here. Okay. So the next thing we have, y'all, let's see that I kind of just want to address. Okay. Let's get into some of the fun stuff. Reason probably some of y'all join. Let's say you do have a financial plan. Let's say that you do have a, uh, you have budget and you have savings to cover the storm and you're not gonna have to go into your investments to cover bills, okay? Let's say, you, let's say that's in place. Let's say you do have life insurance because that's the responsible shit to do, all right? Now we wanna talk about investing. So a lot of times we overthink this stock market piece when it comes to stocks, again, because we don't understand the language. So I'm gonna make this as simple as I can, and this is the same presentation I give to individuals, whether I'm talking to middle school, high school kids, college, all the way to retirees, If you're looking to invest in a stock, the first place to look is on your bank statement. And you're probably like, P what in the world are you talking about? What do you mean bank statement? Look on your bank statement. Look on your credit card statement. Invest where you spend your money because where you spend your money is what you know. Wouldn't it make sense for you to invest in companies where you already spend money because let's understand what a stock is when you own a stock you own you have ownership in that company so if you go to a particular company or a particular business on a regular basis and spend a lot of money would it not make sense for you to invest in that stock like literally you can build a portfolio from that alone invest where you spend your money right so i always tell you this story right Uh, Um, my beautiful wife and I, before we got married, um, we had moved in with each other and then, um, our first Christmas together right around, you know, Thanksgiving or so after Thanksgiving or so i start seeing boxes delivered every day. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like literally boxes, multiple boxes delivered every day for like months all the way to like almost, uh, new year's. I'm like, babe, what is, what's going on? Oh, I use Amazon Prime. I don't have time to shop. I'm busy running my business so I can get on my phone and that's how I buy, you know, birthday presents and and Christmas holiday presents and things of that nature. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You're spending a lot of money on Amazon Prime. Hmm. What do we go buy? Amazon stock. Boom, 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 boom. Doesn't that make sense? You're already spending money there. And if you're using Amazon Prime, who else is using Amazon Prime? Anybody here use Amazon? Why wouldn't you own that stock? right? Next thing, you know what I'm saying? My wife wears Lulu Lululemon all the time. So we started dating and she's wearing this Lululemon. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this Lululemon is amazing. Right. And then I was looking for some sweatpants and I couldn't find anything at some of the stores I was going to. She said, Hey babe, let's go to Lululemon. So if anybody has ever shopped at Lululemon, you know that I went in to buy some sweatpants and they cost like, I think $500 or something crazy. Well, it was, it wasn't that bad, but it's pretty expensive. Right. But I said, huh. I see all of these women and men wearing Lululemon at the gym. Let's look at Lululemon stock. We bought that stock. And I want to say I have to look at the numbers from the time that we bought it. It may be up close to 200, 300% since the time we bought it. There's no rocket science. Invest where you spend your money, right? So if you're looking for a stock idea, look at your bank statement and this is even a better time during this crisis because if you've done anything like me and my family you have scaled down and got down to the bare necessities like if something isn't making sense it's out of here it's out of here it's out of here go to your bank go, go to your budget and that's why it starts with the budget first go to your budget and see what you kept so things that you kept that you keep you know netflix probably might be a decent stock to buy right did you keep um, um, you know, shoot, let's talk about this. Did you keep electricity? I don't care how bad the economy is getting, you're gonna keep the lights on, you're gonna keep the water on, you're gonna keep the gas on. Is your utility company a publicly traded stock? You're looking for stock ideas, they're right on you, they're right on your bank statement, on your credit card statement, where you're spending your money, right? So, hold on, everybody, you know, I know the big joke out there is talking about toilet paper. All you should invest in a toilet paper. Who's making the toilet paper, right? Costco, who goes to Costco? Costco, everything's pulled off the shelves, right? Almost all the stocks, are. are almost every stock, you know what I'm saying, uh, is down. But was the line out the door at Costco? Y'all posting pictures about it. Did you think about going to buy the stock? Like even when I had this conversation with people in high school, right? First thing I do, I look down at your feet. I see how many people wearing Nikes and and Jordans and whatnot. And y'all know a pair of like retro Jordans might cost like 300 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just crazy to me that you're paying that much for some shoes. But you know what I'm saying? But at a point in time, I'll have to pull it up here now and see where it's at. How much is Nike stock selling for? Y'all got Jays paying 300 bucks for them but you can probably buy the stock for 80, 70, 90 bucks. I have to pull it up now and kind of see where it's selling at. But hey, y'all, it's not a rocket science. So if you've done the financial planning things and you're going in the correct order of, 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 of the whole wealth management piece or the wealth creation piece, it's not a rocket science. You could actually build a stock portfolio off of seeing where you spend your money on your utilities, own your food, where are you grocery shopping? You know what I'm saying? Where do you go out to eat? You know, uh, things of that nature. Start there, y'all. It's not a rocket science, right? And then you go and you look at that stock and you, and then that's when you do some research. And then you still may not understand the research because I said earlier that investing in the market, or in, yes, finances in general has its own language. That's when you might need to hire an expert to come in. So budget, insurance, risk management, investing. And then you get into retirement planning, tax optimization, estate planning. You will need an expert in those particular spaces. So please, let's get this crystal clear. You have opinions, trash. You have information, uh, good to know. You need to know some data and some facts. And then you have advice. When you decide that you are want to be serious about your finances, you will seek advice from experts with proven results. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to rock with me. I know a bunch of financial advisors, all super solid. But keep in mind, financial advisors are broad term. We all don't have the same licenses. We all don't have the same level of expertise. So if you're looking to get stock advice, don't talk to insurance agents. No disrespect to my insurance agents, but If they don't, if that's not what they do, don't go to them and ask them advice about a stock. That's just kind of crazy. Like I don't go to a foot doctor to ask them about, you know, what I should do about my heart. Right. Even though they both went to med school, the foot doctor is not going to help me with respects to my heart valves and 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 giving me brain surgery. So don't do that. That's that's silly as well. Let's use some common sense here, people. So let me see what kind of questions we got on here. Uh, let's see here, y'all. Cause we want to make sure that we get some questions answered. Not nearly as many questions as I thought we would have. Our apps. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Uh, so I think it's Montiel here. Are apps like Robinhood and E-Trade good apps to buy stock? Great question. I get this one a lot too. So you have apps and you have online brokerage accounts. You have financial advisors. All of them are doing the same thing. It's just how you're digesting it, be quite honest with you. You have a financial advisor, they open up a brokerage account for you. You have a conversation with what stock you want to buy, you pick the number of shares and you buy it. If you have an e trade account, you go online, you establish an e trade account, pretty much no different than you would establish a bank account. You pick the stock you want to buy, the number of shares. And you buy it you have your Robinhood hood app it just makes it easier for people to do it because now it's on the app and we're in this tech world where it's so honestly montel you can go and use all three of those right financial advisor uh uh app uh, online brokerage account it's all doing the same thing right it's just how you it's just how you're digesting what you want that experience to be like Do you want to be able to b- jump on your phone and be like boom 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 oh hey i bought this stock do you want to be able to jump on your computer online brokerage account, be the same things that way? Or do you want to work with a financial advisor? So either money is cool. All, all of them are cool. Should we only have life worth our jobs? Okay. So it's not a stock question, but it's a good question. No. How many people just lost a job? So if you're, I mean, we're in the middle of a crisis where the unemployment, I just saw where the unemployment rate just skyrocketed, just shot through the roof. So if your life insurance is at your job and you lost your job, do you still have life insurance? Probably you don't. So when I work with clients and we talk about life insurance, we don't even include the life insurance they have at your job because guess what shit happens like it currently has. And you may lose that job, which means you may maybe you lose your life insurance and life insurance is too important not to have your own private life insurance. So I don't even count the shit that you have at your job. That's not even, I don't even count that. How does buying, how does buying and selling stocks work? Ask me because I have zero experience in doing so. Good question. So here's the deal. Uh, I was hoping somebody's gonna ask this question and let me kind of give it to you like this. A Lot of times people see stocks differently from real estate, but they're very similar to each other. So let me use this analogy here, uh, Michael, I'm gonna hook you up. Imagine you and I were going out and we were buying a, uh, a house. We're buying a rental property, okay? We go out here and buy a rental property. That rental property is valued at something we're trying to get it below that value, right? So let's say it's value at 100,000, we're trying to get it at you know 80 or 90. So we buy that property, boom. So we bought that property. Now we either bought the property for two reasons. Either we're gonna be a buy and hold investor where we're, we're buying that property so that we can put a tenant in there and get rent, or you're gonna be an investor where you're gonna go in, buy it, fix it up and try to flip it, right? So when you look at investing in stocks, you have stocks that are growth stocks where you're looking to buy it, wait for it to grow to a certain level and sell it. And then you have stocks that are dividend paying stocks where you buy it. You don't plan on getting rid of it because you're collecting dividend. That's the rent. So when you go to buy a stock, you're buying ownership in a company. So you're either expecting that company to go up in value or for that company to have a dividend where they send you a check periodically, usually quarterly, for holding that particular stock. Now, let's stay with the real estate uh, uh, example here, because this is like one of my favorite ones. Because you find a lot of real estate people like, oh, I invested in that stock market. You're invested in equities. You're, you're invested just like the stock market, but the deal is we can turn on the news and be like, oh my God, the stock market is down 2,000 points today. Oh my God, the stock market is up 3,000 points today. Well, if we're dealing with a, a, a real estate uh, issue or, or market crash, the same thing is happening. Just the issue is there's nobody standing out in front of the house with a sign saying, hey, the house is valued $10,000 less today. Hey, it's valued $5,000 less today. Hey, it went up $10,000. That's the only difference is that, you know what I'm saying, you're seeing it differently, right? You're digesting it differently. It's the mindset piece understanding what's going on. So when you buy a stock typically you're buying a share. So let's again, go back to the house. We bought one house. So we bought one share, say, of a stock. The value of that stock is going to go up and down based upon what the market says this house or this company is worth. is doing really good. It's in a good area it has an appraised value. The value goes up. If the value if the, if the area is a bad area or it is not making a lot of money, the value goes down. But when you buy a stock, and this is what a lot of people I think don't understand, especially when it comes down to like their like 401k plans, you never lose the share. Just the value of that share goes up and down. So when people are like freaking out like, oh my God, I'm losing money in my 401k. If you haven't lost money you lost value. It's a difference because if you look at your 401k, you still had the same number of shares, right? So here's the deal. You own this one share of real estate. And then let's say that you have um, um, a dividend paying one, right? So income comes out and let's say that you're reinvesting that dividend. That dividend goes back in. So you have this one share and then that dividend maybe allowed you to buy a half a share. So how many shares do you have now? You now have one and a half shares. The values are still going up and down. But now you have two properties, giving you income, and then you can potentially get more shares. So the deal is, where a lot of people kind of freaking out right now because the market is going up and down. They're not really understanding how the market works. They're not understanding how their how their how their investments work. Okay. So, uh, Michael, I hope that kind of answered your question a little bit, brother. Uh, with respect to that. But when you own a stock, you own equity in a business, just like you buying a property, you have equity in that property and the value of that is going to go up and down. And you're buying it for either two reasons, either because you plan on buying it and holding it, or because you bought it and it's giving you some rental income or in the stock market, we would say dividends and you're paying back into it. So I hope that helps you out. Uh, Let's see here. Next question we have here. Okay, I have a I have a CPA that does my life insurance. He doesn't do stocks. I've been wanting to get into stocks for a while. I work a lot. I got I get over eighty hours of overtime every two weeks. I need help. Yeah. So um, I think on this piece on the description, um, there's a link to you know where you can get our bucket plan video, which starts off with the financial plan. And what I I also do on there, I'll put on a link for my um, financial planning consult. The way that works is it's kind of the same, it's the same deal as even if you opt in for uh, receiving our exclusive financial planning video. Before we meet, you have to watch the video and you have to complete a financial health checklist. That's across the board, that's how I work with everybody, that's how I roll, other financial advisors may not roll like that because they're not doing a financial plan. Before I invest anybody's money, they have to have a financial plan on the books with me because that financial plan is the ultimate blueprint to tell us exactly what we need to do first. And then after we have those, after we've gone through those sequential steps, then we can get into some of the meat and potatoes. But yeah, uh, you can go uh, on the description in there and go to perryjuffries.com forward slash bucket plan. You'll get our financial planning video. And then I'll put a link in there where you can actually schedule a financial planning concept with me if you like. Okay. Just did my taxes and it was asking about IRA investments. How are they different from a regular 401k? Is it advisable to have both? Yes. First so we'll uh, answer that question from the back coming in. Yes, it's advisable to have both because a 401k is a retirement vehicle that is uh, sponsored by your employer. Your 401k means your employer set this up for you. An IRA is an individual retirement account. It means that it was set up by you. Okay, so it's a big difference between the two, between a 401k and an IRA and sponsored by your employer, 401k or 403b or deferred comp for those people who work for the city or the state. And then you have IRA, which you you establish. You can definitely have both. I have clients who have both. Right. Um, Because the 401k, we can't really move the 401k until you leave that job. Now, there are some, some, some tactical things you can do where you can do some in-service distributions, but I'm not gonna get into all of that. We'll keep it really simple right now. 401 case, sponsor body employer, IRA, which you establish on your own. Yes, you can have both. The reason when you did your taxes, they were asking about it. If you contribute to your IRA, so like right now, you have up till April 15th, unless the tax law has changed because I know um, violence got pushed back because of this whole Corona piece, but you could actually put money into a traditional IRA under normal circumstances by April 15th and get a tax deduction for your previous year. So if you made $50,000 in 2019 and you put $5,000 into your IRA, before April 15th, 2020, then your taxable income went from 50000 down to forty five. It's a great way to reduce your taxes while also to grow your nest egg, right? So that's the reason they were asking that question when you're doing your taxes. Kind of the same thing with your 401k. If you're putting in dollars pre-tax, that reduces your gross income or your adjusted gross income reduces how much taxes that you owe. Now, they may be asking that question as well, because if you take money out of those, then you're going to get hit with taxes, and you need to be able to pay those, right? So that's kind of I, I can get into a whole call about just IRA and 401k strategies, but that's the uh, that, that's kind of the gist of it. Okay, great. Okay, cool. Mattel, I'm glad that was helpful. Let me see who else we have on here. What other what other comments we have? Okay, let me check over here. All right, boom, boom, boom. Got 14 comments. Okay. Take that out. Hey, that's one of the folks that reached out to your pairing for help last week, and you walked me through a plan that allowed me to breathe again. You are very welcome. Y'all, here's the deal I posted this a while back. Those who have plans regardless of the market prosper, those without plans, panic. With a plan, prosperity, no plan, panic. I help, you know what I'm saying? So, and and, and again, this is when you're getting advice. Because when we're working with someone, when you're working with your expert, the expert is giving you advice on a particular, oh, not, 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 not just information, they're giving you advice on your individual needs. And that's what's so, so important is for you to have that specific, you know, uh, advice because everybody's situation is totally different, totally different. Let me charge this up here, y'all. My bad. Okay, cool. All right. So everybody's situation is totally different. So let me jump in here and see if we have any more questions. Doo, 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 doo. Okay. 15 comments. Thank you for the info, man. Much appreciate it, man. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I hope that was actually helpful for you guys. I'm trying to view other comments here. All right. We're having some issues with that. All right, cool. So let me see if there's anything else I want to share with you guys here before y'all bounce. All right, so here you go takeaways. One, everybody should not be invested in the stock market. I don't care if it is on sale. Two, stop taking advice from people who are not experts. They may provide you with information, but please don't go spend your hard earned money, your life savings, based upon somebody's opinions. That's absolutely crazy. Three, work with an expert. If you're serious about your paper, get an expert. Now, I'm not saying that you can't uh, establish a Robinhood app and start to play around with it because what you're doing with that is you're learning the language of investing, which is totally advisable, okay? Totally advisable. So I'm not saying that if you wanna invest your $100 that you need to talk to a financial advisor. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that you need to learn that language. And the best way to learn that language is to talk to somebody who speaks that language fluently so they can teach that language to you. Best way to learn French is to go to France, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so the deal is, it's kind of the same deal when it comes to the finance piece. Uh, let me see here. Let me just refresh this and see if I can see any other questions before we jump off here. Would you appreciate it? Okay. Boom 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 boom. Okay, y'all. I think that's it. I don't see any other questions. And I'll just I don't want to leave you guys hanging, so bear with me here one second. I'm gonna see if I see anything else in here. Oh, before I forget. Gotta have a financial plan because before you invest, it's a sequence of things: your budget, your credit, your cash flow. Address that first. Two, your risk management. Stop being irresponsible. How dare you contact me about putting a hundred dollars into the stock market and you don't have life insurance for you and your family? That's irresponsible. Don't do that shit. Three. Now we can start having a conversation about investing because if you don't have money set aside in savings, you shouldn't even be thinking about investing right now. That's all noise to you. This ain't the game for you right now. Let's get the savings and the risk management established first. Um, and So what I'll do y'all, any other questions that I see on here uh, after I end the call, I'll jump on there. And then again, um, for those who are watching this, I think uh, my back office put in my calendar link And I'll put that in um, the uh, information as well. So if you're serious about your monies and your papers and you want to work with me, by all means, let's go through the process. It starts with watching our exclusive financial planning video, which you can actually get for free. So I don't charge for that. There's no obligation for you. We just provide you with the information because we know we're blessing you and helping you with that language and some things. Oh, before I forget, kind of going back here, there are, Whether or not you should invest, or how you should be investing, or how you should be moving during this market, a lot of that comes down to where you are in the money cycle. So, I can do a whole nother training on this, but real quickly the money cycle, you're either, there's three levels to the money cycle. You either in the accumulation phase, so you're trying to grow your nest egg, you're in the preservation phase, you've grown your nest egg, now you're trying to protect it or a portion of it for future use or you're in the distribution, which means you're about to start using this money to live off of or to fund some type of a uh, uh, goal or whatever the case may be. Where you are in that money cycle should determine how you move in this particular crisis, Period, point blank. So if you're in the accumulation phase in this money cycle and we're talking about monies that you don't plan on touching for 10 years plus, well shoot, this is your time to shine because there's a lot of opportunity for you, right? Uh, if you're in the preservation phase, so let's say for the person who's about to retire here in the next, you know, two to 10 years, then you should have a portion of your dollars should be protected. And keep this in mind, y'all. Retirement planning and investing ain't just about stocks. You have insurance products, you have annuity products, you have whole life products, you have mutual funds, you have stocks, you have ETFs. It's a whole plethora of different things you can invest in. But just don't think that it always has to be well, if I have to grow my money, I have to put it in stocks. A well-rounded portfolio will have almost all of it. Like if you talk to uh, any of my clients, they're going to say, yep, we got some, either some life insurance with Perry. We got stocks with Perry, mutual funds, annuities, whole life, because a holistic financial plan takes all of that into consideration. 401k, Roth IRA, traditional IRA, you know, that's what a plan should consist of. So again, it's not just, hey, what's a good stock to invest in? Do you have that plan? And if you want to take a look at our, um our our, our exclusive financial planning video, go to perryjuffries.com forward slash bucket plan. And then we'll put our link on here if you want to schedule an appointment with me. So before I bounce out y'all, I'm just checking this screen over here to see if I see any other questions. Okay, y'all, I don't see any other questions, so if I see anything else on here, I'll jump in and um, just type the the answers in. All right, y'all, be sure to share this with your people, share this with your friends and family. They need to get this quote-unquote information, because this ain't advice, because I don't know your specific situation, but at least you're getting information from an expert who's been doing this for almost 20 years, who's been through three market crashes, and actually knows what the hell they're talking about, and is not trying to sell you on an idea or the rhetoric of, hey, Buy low, sell, you know, what I'm saying buy low, sell high. No, it's more than just that. This is a strategy. This is planning. This is what's going to give you peace of mind. So again, Perry Jeffries here, Prophetology, the Prophetologist. Uh, thank you for joining me and we'll be talking to you soon. Peace.